0: everybody hope this dawn of 2024 finds you well this is the rocker dog podcast the show that talks to musicians as well as people in and around the music business about their dogs i'm your host tim dill under the tutelage of my dog charlie and today we welcome to the show live nation regional production manager Lindsay Jerdy, who's the human behind the wonderful instagram account backstage bowie which documents her lovable golden retriever and the musicians, crews, and concerts she experiences. Lindsay recently added another puppy to the family, and these are her bona fide rocker dogs.
1: So we are speaking about Bowie and Stevie.
0: All right. How old are both of these, these rocker dogs?
1: So, Bowie just turned 10 at the end of October, and Stevie was just born on July 2nd.
0: Okay, so let's go back 10 years. What was going on with your life to bring Bowie into it?
1: It's hard to remember this year, let alone 10 years ago, (laughs) but, um, you know, I was just buying my first house, and it had been five years since I lost my last golden. Um, I bought one when I was 12 years old. I'd asked for one and my parents, um, they found me a dog in the newspaper and and I loved her and I kept her, but I was very determined that I was getting a golden retriever. Uh, So I saved up my money and I found a a local lady who had some golden retrievers and and purchased a second dog. So I had two dogs at that point. The first dog's name was Bridget and uh, the second one was Paige. So the golden was Paige.
0: And why? what drew you to golden retrievers in the first place?
1: So my grandfather, I grew up with basically one grandparent my whole life and was very close to him and he had a golden retriever. And when he got remarried a few years after my grandma had passed, he wasn't allowed to take the dog with him. And so we took over that golden. And so I grew up with just this amazing dog that was, you know, so loving and all the things that can sometimes irritate me now, like the, you know wanting attention and popping your head through your arm and all that was, <laughs> right. you know, something that I just adored as a child. And I still do adore it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, sometimes you're working and, and they're just saying, Hey, pay attention to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just fell in love with that first one and it was just, it was done for me. I-
0: and then, um, when Bowie came around, what inspired the rock and roll name? Were you in the industry at that time?
1: Yes. I was working at a performing arts center. I've jumped around a little bit in the industry. I, Started in college, and then I worked for an independent promoter, performing arts center in Arena, and now Live Nation. So I've kind of jumped around a bit, but I was working at a performing arts center. So I had been in the industry at that point for, I want to say, eight years. And I used to know a guy who was a sound guy at a small club that I helped be a promoter rep at, and he named his daughter Bowie. Oh, and this cute. was years ago, and I remember yeah. thinking like, oh, that's really cute. I would have never thought of that. So when I got Bowie, I pulled up a list I had in a Google document of like, you know, as most women have all the baby names that you like. <laughs> and none of them felt like a dog name to me. And, and none of them were really hitting home. And all of a sudden Bowie popped into my head and I just couldn't get rid of it. It was like, okay, that's, that's her name. And of course, being in the industry, I love the tie-in of the, the music vibe.
0: Yeah. So Live Nation Regional Production Manager, what, yes. what does that entail?
1: Yeah. So I like to say I put together uh, the puzzles for the concerts that come in regionally. I find out what kind of catering requirements they have, security requirements, labor requirements, dressing room furniture requirements, basically everything that the tour needs to see when they walk into one of the venues I'm working. And I make sure that all those pieces are together. A lot of it I hand off to the right people and and let Mm -hmm. them run with it. But Basically making sure I know who those right people are, getting everything where it needs to go. And and then when they walk in, we hope for a nice smooth day.
0: <laughs> and I noticed that it's not just one venue, like you and being regional. So what are you Midwest right now? Or what's your region? Yes.
1: Yep. So I work the Midwest. Um, I was based out of Missouri for a while, out of St. Louis. So I did a lot uh, in St. Louis and Kansas City were my main markets. And then I moved up to the Minneapolis market uh, in January of 2020, actually, and uh, started up here because I'm, I'm from Minnesota and they needed a little bit um, more of a full time person in the market and didn't have a full time person. So uh, when my boss found out I was from Minnesota, that was his first question. Do you want to move back?
0: So okay, so given that groundwork, how did Bowie become backstage Bowie? How did this phenomena of your golden retriever hanging out backstage, meeting the rock stars and the crew and the roadies?
1: Yeah, so she didn't come with me at first. When I was on the venue side, of course, the venues I worked at weren't dog friendly, so um, I was used to leaving her at home. When I switched over and started working for Live Nation. So the dog friendly company. So I'd bring her into the office when I'd be in the office, but I didn't bring her to the venues at first. Um, I had a good friend who would watch her if I was traveling to Kansas City, so um, so she was always in good hands. But then there was one time I was going to be going. Here she comes right here. Um, (laughs) She. uh, I was going to Kansas City, and I was going to be doing. And here comes little Stevie. Uh, I was going to be doing some rehearsals for um, Jason Aldean. And so I was going to be there for, I think it was three days, didn't have anyone to watch her. And so I asked the building whether or not it'd be okay. And the gal was kind of like, well, we do let artist dogs come in and they're only on event level. And if they have accidents, you know, you're, you're responsible for cleaning that up. And I wasn't worried about accidents. And and so, um, I checked with the tour to make sure there were no issues with having a dog and they were like, absolutely not bring her. And so I brought her with to that show and seeing the reaction that the crew had and actually watching it's one of my favorite experiences is when the crew walks in and sees her, their face lifts and yeah. you can actually see them become happier Just from seeing her and then now with a puppy and seeing the two of them interact, it's like just this unbelievable joy that you can see coming off of the people. So after that day, it was like, okay, secret weapon, I am bringing her to every show with me and she has been, I mean, there've been days that probably wouldn't have gone real well, but she was there. And so everyone just, you know, they calm down and they relax a bit more or they're just put in a better mood because there's dogs around. Yeah. Yeah not every tours there now and again you might find a tour that you know might ask you or a venue that might ask you to to leave the dogs at home but it's i would say less than 1% of the time
0: that's good to hear have you heard from your superiors or above you that like this is a good thing you know keep it up yeah.
1: i've gotten a lot of emails from tours after the fact especially in the beginning now so many of these tours know them that it's you know it's, they just know they're going to be there. But I used to keep a file of emails from tours that would be like, thank you so much for having her here. That was so great for our crew. Um, And then as far as from my own company, um, you know, there's there's a group of gals who work with backstage hospitality and trying to help create experiences for artists and i've been told that on their phone calls they'll actually bring up bowie and and say like if you have a dog people love the dogs and and they've brought her up several times on those phone calls and then just my supervisors or the bookers in the markets i work in have you know made comments where it's usually just a comment of like i can't believe how well behaved this dog is and and so i take that as a win
0: that's great
1: yeah, it's it's cool because there's some riders that will say in them, if you have a dog, bring the dog. And a lot of times people will do puppy play dates where we'll bring in a, a local um, puppy shelter to bring in dogs for the crew. And it just seeing what it does, I mean, it's such a good mental health aspect to a job that can be very stressful and very exhausting.
0: Yeah, let's get into it, that a little bit because I've, you know, through this podcast, we always kind of touch upon, you know, the mental health benefits of the dogs. And they're always saying, you know, whether it's their owner, when they go to a studio, it's like, it just makes you put your guard down. And I think, I can't speak for the crew, but for the artist, you're you're always putting yourself out there. You know, being an artist, is such a personal thing. It's not showing somebody a spreadsheet of, you know, definitive numbers. It's putting your heart and soul out to be judged. So I can understand it, but I know you deal with a lot of, you know, the gamut from the artist to the crew. So what do you see in in that respect of it being a positive thing for mental health?
1: Oh, it's fascinating to watch, not only seeing how people physically become happier when they see them, but I've had people, I've had crew members in my office sobbing because they either just lost a dog or they lost a friend or a family member. And then they come in and they see this dog and they can just relax for a minute and let their guard down and be accepted in a way that maybe they can't do with other crew members and so it's just that you know they are always like oh I'm so sorry it's like no please like if you want go around the corner with her it's totally fine if you want some privacy um but seeing that and and you know and so many people make comments about missing their dogs and you know I even had a production manager make a joke about missing his dog more than his wife and looking forward to getting (laughs) home to the dog but it's so true because dogs just have a different aspect in our lives. They're not asking us for anything. They're not judging us. They're just well, I always say that my dog judges <laughs> me. But um, but you know, just just having them there. And for me personally, I'm a bit of an introvert myself, and my job, I have to be on, and I have to talk to a lot of people, and I have to constantly putting out fires and. And so for me, I'll, I do what I call five minutes of undivided attention where I'll just lay on the floor with Bowie and, and hang out with her and that kind of recharges me as well. And it's just keeps me, I would say also because of the traveling and, and I know my traveling is just regional. It's not national or international like artists or crew, but even with the traveling, it's, it's being able to still feel that bit of home wherever I am because she's always with me. And so for me personally, it's, it's a huge benefit. I mean, it's one of the best benefits of, of my job, I believe.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into some of the highlights. I I can, you know, again, going to your social media, you have a couple things pinned. One of them is that actually Shirley Manson and garbage called Bowie out from the stage. She said, uh, she attended to all our needs with great humor, kindness, and tolerance she, as in Bowie, gave us all an example to follow. Uh, tell me about that experience.
1: Oh, that was still to this day, probably one of the coolest things that has ever happened. And I've had a couple other artists, I'm blanking on her name, but her name's Joy, and it starts with an O. She opened for John Mayer last year, and she actually evidently said something from the stage about Bowie as well. So there's been a few artists that have, have shouted her out from this stage, but Um, with Shirley, I was at an amphitheater in St. Louis. And so I had a TV with a live feed of the event. And so I was just sitting at my desk and there was a couple runners in the room just kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden she starts saying this and all of our mouths just drop and we're staring (laughs) at the TV. Like, is this really happening? Like she's talking about Bowie right now. (laughs) And, you know, and Shirley is just a legend. She's fantastic. She's so kind. And so um, I ran into her afterward because our my office is right in the dressing room area at that amphitheater. And I said to her, I kind of smiled and I was like, that's got to be the coolest thing that's ever happened. And she's like, she's the greatest dog ever. And, and so I think, too, it's such a cool experience because... I came up in a way of like, you didn't talk to the artist, you gave them their privacy, you didn't interact with them, unless of course, they interacted with you, don't be rude kind of a thing. But, but I came up through a college production company, and that was really drilled home. And so I don't tend to try and make conversation with artists. And, you know, I'm not just going to say something to to a lead singer backstage, just because I'm walking past them, necessarily, I all smile and be polite, of course. And so Bowie has also created this experience where now I've talked to so many artists that I never would have talked to. I mean, I had a long conversation with Cindy Lopper about her one time. Um, and so it's it's been really cool for me as well to experience my job through her and what she's actually brought me through this job.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, another one was Post Malone. Is he yeah. one of the uh, artists that's given her the most attention?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because people will ask, you know, who's the best artist, who's the, you know, worst artist and all of that. And we all have our stories. But the experience of of Bowie and post, I will always remember because he was so genuine. So I did two shows with them. The first one was in Kansas City. And that's it was actually the same day as the Super Bowl parade for the Chiefs. So it was a big day in Kansas City. Uh, and it was right before the pandemic, but the tour manager, Angie had been by my office and met Bowie and, and had asked, you know, can I bring her back to meet post? And I was like, of course. <laughs> so I was out. I don't remember if I was getting doors open or dealing with the security meeting or where I was, but I had happened to leave Bowie in my office. And when I came back, she was gone. And so I was kind of like, oh, I'm sure Angie has her. And, and when she came back to bring her back to me, Uh, she showed me the photograph and I saw that he had a golden retriever on his t-shirt and I was like this is the most epic photo I've ever seen I go I can't believe I'm going to do this because I would never do this but can I post it and so we went through all the right channels of getting approval from the social media content person on his team and and they approved it Um, and then I saw them two days later in St. Louis and um swung by. And so she went in the room with them. And I usually like hide kind of in the hallway close enough so that she knows I'm nearby, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be in your room again. It's, this is your home for the day. And I respect the privacy of people, but she was in there. And then I happened to, I don't remember if they asked me to come in or what happened, but I happened to walk in the room and he just, you know, he thank you so much for bringing her here for me. And was just so genuine and grateful. And it was so crazy to me to be like, of course like why why wouldn't I let her come in and visit and and um but yeah he was he was so nice uh and it was the photo I mean the photo's epic and I've it she's gotten her photo with a few other artists I know she's gotten it with like Backstreet Boys and Hootie and the Blowfish and a few other people but the fact that he had a golden retriever puppy on his shirt was too
0: cool that, that that was funny has an artist come seeking Bowie out like I heard Bowie's in this arena or I've heard she's in this region.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We uh there's times uh we just had a show with Pentatonics where multiple artists came in. They found out about her and they were <laughs> like, I gotta come in and hang out with her. And then um the building was gonna do a a photo where they presented jerseys and and the tour manager was like, As long as Bowie and Stevie are there, we'll do a photo, you know, and kind of <laughs> joked a little bit because one of the artists had come by when we were out going to the bathroom. And so she missed him. But, um, we, we have that and besides artists coming to find them and play with them. Um, one of the coolest things is I will have certain shows where a crew person will be like, Oh my God, is this backstage Bowie? And they get so excited because <laughs> they haven't met her, but they follow her on social media. Yeah. And it's the, you know, it's just crazy to me. Cause I'm like, eh, it's just my dog. And, but people, you know, they follow her and they're obsessed with her as I am uh and and they get so excited when they finally get to meet her
0: yeah it's great it's great in the the instagram feed it's great it really is nice to see the you know her her interact with so many people uh backstage uh one other photo i want to call out was ryan adams because he was actually down on the ground on the floor with her which was you know which was very funny and he posted it
1: yeah absolutely and You know, it's funny because with the Post Malone one, I think I posted it first and then um, they posted it on his Facebook page. And I was kind of joking because I was like, oh, I got so much interaction immediately. And all the fans like found it somehow immediately that they, you know, they were probably like, hey, we got to get some of that interaction, too, because I used to (laughs) I used to do marketing. So it was kind of a you know, I kind of joked about it a little bit. But yeah, with Ryan, he um, I also did two shows with him and it was in two different months, I think, but he had met her and he just like, he was dang and crawling on the floor with her and playing with her and just <laughs> interacting. And he's got cats. So you never know with, you know, if people are going to like one animal, if they're used to another animal, but he was, he was just so hilarious to watch with her. Cause he was just, you know, like loving it and just so kind to her and um, giving her lots of attention and, and yeah, he was laying on the floor and I think his tour manager took that photo. And so once he posted it, I was like, okay, it's safe to post. He's posted it online <laughs> because sometimes you do get those photos and you don't know whether or not you should post it and you kind of keep them for yourself. Cause again, you want to respect the artist and whether yeah. or not it's something they want out there, but
0: yeah. Okay. And then one other artist I want to point out was Twenty One Pilots drummer Josh Dunn, who brought his dog. He's got a golden retriever, Jim, I believe. Yeah. Has there been many times that an artist has had a dog and always been able to interact with the dog?
1: So I would say more times than not, when artists have dogs, they're not that dog friendly. Mm. And, And whether or not that's true, I'm not sure. But that's kind of the vibe I get sometimes from the tour of like, okay, well, once they're on site and their dogs are on site, like, you know, kind of make sure she's not just running off leash or whatever. And uh, and so we always do that. But but now and again, you'll have I think it was the guitarist of Hootie and the Blowfish that had two golden retrievers and they ran around and played all day long and loved it. (laughs) And then Jim, we had met Jim four years prior to this last time that we saw him. Josh's wife had brought Jim into my room so they could meet. And so they interacted a little bit. Uh, and then this last tour, they, I mean, they were running around the bowl before the doors opened. they were playing fetch together. I mean, they were so funny and just having a blast. And then at the end of the night, um, you know, this is one of those experiences where you might not have a photo to post from it, but it just something that I never would have experienced without Bowie. But at the end of the night, I was getting ready to leave and I had Bowie and I had all my bags that I bring with me to shows. And the tour manager stopped me and he's like, Are you leaving? And I was like, Yes, why aren't you? Like, this, you shouldn't be here. Production is loaded out. Like, go home. <laughs> and he goes, No, 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 you got to come to Josh's room. And I was like, What? Like, you know, because it's just not something I am used to. And, and so Josh and his wife, Debbie, were in the room with Jim and they just wanted to chat golden retrievers basically and let the dogs kind of hang out a little bit longer. And the two dogs matched energies perfectly. Like, Normally, that time of night, Bowie can barely move. She's so tired from the day. <laughs> and she played, I think they played at least a good half an hour. And then we basically all just gushed about how much we love dogs and and when we might get a second one. And, um, and so I keep watching their account to see when they get that puppy, but I haven't seen one yet.
0: Okay. Well, that's a perfect segue into Stevie. How did Stevie come to be?
1: Yes. So little Stevie, uh, my little chaos, as I call her right now, because she's only about five months old but I had been debating whether or not I was going to get another dog and Bowie and I are so connected. We spend every minute of every day together basically and prior to her I only knew outdoor dogs. So it's been a very different experience having a dog with me at all times and living inside. (laughs) And so you know we're very very close and my mom had made a couple comments about I think you should get another dog because I think she's worried about that day that Bowie passes as she's getting a little bit older and I was like, I don't know, puppies are a lot of work. I mean, Bowie tore up my carpet. She ate my shoes. She <laughs> she, ever, she really liked males. And so every time a friend or a, my father or any man was there, she would just pee. <laughs> so so we had our, you know, we had our years where she was not quite as easy as she is today. And so I really debated, like, you know, our tour is going to be okay with two dogs. Our venue is going to be okay with two dogs when I have to go do a stadium and can't bring them, are my parents going to be okay with two dogs? And and it's two is a lot more than one. And I debated it for quite a while. And I had reached out to the gal where I got Bowie and I just said, I'm thinking about adding another puppy this fall. Like I want to get through all my stadium shows for the year. And then I might have the energy for this. <laughs> and she goes, well, I have a Bowie puppy available on August 20th. And I was like, what do you mean a Bowie puppy? Well, Bowie had had one litter eight years ago. And from that litter, she had a puppy that was named Buffy. And Buffy had had a puppy named Lucy. And Lucy is Stevie's mom. So Bowie is Stevie's great grandma, if you put it in human terms. Yeah. Yeah. So when I found that out, it was like, oh, man, I really think I'm going to get this puppy now. And, (laughs) you know, I kind of told my family, like, oh, I'm sure I'm not going to. I'm just going to go see this puppy, but I don't think I'm going to do it. And then, of course, as soon as I saw her, I was like, yeah, I got to do this. Because to me, I love the thought when I want to get really existential, but I love the thought that Stevie doesn't exist without Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of other dogs that were involved (laughs) but without Bowie there's no Stevie and and I just I love it and watching them interact you know at first the first three days Bowie wasn't so sure she just kind of stared at me like what did you do (laughs) and now they play all day every day and and you know I don't I definitely don't think she knows that it's her blood by any means but but it's just it's something that I find really cool and just love the idea of it and Love watching them interact.
0: Yeah, it's a great it's a great addition. Now the name Stevie. I just had another guest who had a Stevie. It could be one of two inspirations. So I'm curious to who inspired your Stevie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I had had many conversations with my staff on our long stadium weeks about whether or not I was getting this puppy, and I was like, I don't know what its name's gonna be, and I can't get a puppy if I don't know its name, and you know, kind of trying to talk myself out of getting another dog. I think. And so then we started going through a list and we were coming up with all kinds of names that were all music related because I really wanted to stick with that theme. Music is my whole life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's my career. It's something I've just loved forever. And so we had a a list and um, we had a couple possibilities, a couple of things I was thinking about. And then uh, I, you know, I was sitting there on a show and I thought, well, I kind of want to name her after a legendary female. Because you know Bowie, although female, and I love Bowie for a female, is named after a male, and so I thought it'd be fun to name her after a female. And so we pull up a list, and we're just kind of going through names. And one of my staff said Stevie, and I was like, Oh, I like that. And then you also have Stevie Wonder and Stevie Ray Vaughan and like legends. So um, so she is named after Stevie Nicks, but Stevie Wonder's been on my bucket list for years, and I haven't gotten to a show yet. So um, I just like that it's a name of of musical legends
0: that's great now is that stevie right there yep okay she's getting big
1: oh she's huge she's uh
0: oh my gosh she's adorable oh my god (laughs) she
1: was 40 pounds a couple weeks ago at the vet i think and i think she'll end up bigger than than bowie (laughs) she's watching bowie with a bone right now so she's a little distracted
0: sure well i wrap up every show with what i call the zoomies and that's five quick questions so the first question is do you kiss bowie and stevie on the mouth
1: uh not on purpose <laughs> I, I let her give me kisses on the cheek but uh every once in a while she'll sneak one in
0: okay question two is do they have a theme song is there a song that personifies them or a song you sing to them
1: no i would not say a song, but I the second show Stevie ever worked was a Lumineers show with James Bay as the opener, and uh, which sparked in my head the Chaos in the Calm, which was an album of his that I enjoyed. And so now they kind of I call them Chaos in the Calm when <laughs> when they're acting up.
0: Perfect, perfect. Uh, question three, you're in the perfect uh, job for this. I know you deal with, um, you know, all the artist needs. Um, if, if Bowie and Stevie were to tour, what would they insist be on their tour rider?
1: Oh, all the treats, tons of A- treats. Anything in
0: particular that's their favorite?
1: <laughs> um, I, they're golden, so they'll eat anything and <laughs> yeah. constantly hungry. You would swear I had in weeks every time they see food.
0: I, uh, it's funny. I've got a golden doodle and it's always curious to which half that, you know, it shows. And it's, he doesn't have the golden retriever appetite. He's so picky with food. And I, uh, I, it, I, I, it I guess so I easier to train. I was going to say, I, sh- I guess I should count my blessings. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. I would say, um, all the treats and definitely some tennis balls, uh, and they're happy dogs.
0: <laughs> okay. Question four is, do you use a dog voice to speak to them? Or do you give them a dog voice?
1: I don't know that I do. I'm sure there's certain things I say in a certain tone, but I find, and I don't know if this is better or worse, but I find that I talk to them as if they're humans all the time. And like, I'll ask them their opinion on something that they're not going to be able to answer, but it, it, I'm just with them all the time. And so I just speak to them like humans. And I have, for other animals, I remember driving through Yellowstone and like creating storylines from the bison and it, but I don't know that I've done that with these two.
0: Have you experienced artists giving the dogs, not giving them, speaking to them in oh, a yeah. dog voice, like does Absolutely. someone go cutesy right away?
1: Yeah, you get that. And you also will get uh, some of them will come in and they'll be like, oh, she's saying this to that or, you know, I can see this and, and they'll come up with little storylines. And it's kind of hilarious to to get that perspective of what what they think the dynamic is.
0: That's great. That's a, that's great what you're privy to. And I respect you for being so private about it and respecting everybody's you know boundaries. Uh, Last but not least, is there a shout out to a dog organization or service that you'd like to give, whether it's a a walker or a vet or whatever it may be?
1: Yeah, I, um, you know, there's a golden retriever rescue up here in Minnesota. It's um, Retrieva Golden of the Midwest is the name of it. And if I could and it worked, I would have adopted from them but uh never seemed to quite work whether it was needing a backyard or not being around strangers so um it didn't work for me but but yeah so they're uh rago is their website
0: great great i'll look them up and put some information in your uh your write-up so um what do you have what's 2024 got in store for you Do you have your lineup already? Lots of
1: stadiums.
0: (laughs) Lots of stadiums.
1: Yep, lots of stadiums up here in Minnesota. Um, We've got, you know, I I like to say all the greatest hits are coming through, it feels like. Um, Our first stadium will be with Chris Stapleton in April already. So we always love a a country tour for many reasons, but they're always extremely dog friendly. So we've got. Now,
0: April in the Midwest, isn't that going to be rolling the dice?
1: It is. Uh, It's an indoor stadium. However, last year we did chili peppers in April and they almost didn't make it due to a storm in Fargo that they were coming from. So yes, absolutely. Still rolling the dice up here.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, Lindsay, thanks for taking the time. I'm I'm very excited to talk to you and I've been following you for I don't know how long, but uh, it's great to hear the stories behind the pictures and keep it up. And uh, I hope your account goes to like 300,000 like it should be.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: All right, take care.
1: You too, bye-bye.